السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. So you had a chance to get away and you didn't. May Allah subhanahu wa taala accept your coming here and may Allah subhanahu wa taala make this a means of khair and be pleased with us all gathered here only and only to learn about Allah subhanahu wa taala jalla jalaluhu's din and to benefit from it inshallah. My brothers and sisters, the last time I spoke to you, we talked about seeing with your heart. And today, I'm going to talk to you, mainly to remind myself, about the importance of unlocking your heart. And I request you to listen to me with your heart, not with your ears. So, make tawajjo on your own heart. Get in touch with your own heart. It doesn't matter who speaks. The speaker is unimportant. What is important is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should enable me to say that which is beneficial for you and for me. And save you and me from that which is not beneficial. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked a question in the Quran. And that is what leads to the title of this session, which is Unlock Your Heart. And the question that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalaluhu asked in the Quran is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Audu billahi minash shaitanir rajim, Afala yatadabbaroon al Quran am ala kulubin akfaluha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Do they not reflect on the Quran? Or is it that their hearts are locked up? Now, inshallah, Mustaan, the uh, people for whom this ayat came is not people like you. We ask Allah not, us, not to include us among the people who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meant with this ayah. But the Quran is a reminder for all people of all time, even though the Asbab al Nuzul of the ayat. The circumstances of revelation of the ayat may have been for people who are listening to it today or may have been for some other kind of people. But despite that, the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is relevant and is a means of guidance and is a means of a reminder for all people for all time. So in this question which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked us, where he said, do they not reflect on the Qur'an? أَفَلَا يَتَضَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ أَمْ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبٍ أَخْفَالُهَا Or is it that their hearts are locked up? Now we need to therefore ask ourselves, is my heart locked up or is my heart alive? And that's why I said, listen with your heart. What are we going to say when we stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? if this question is asked to us did you not reflect on the Quran or was your heart locked up so what is it that the Quran reminds us about let me I'm going to give you a glimpse of the several things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded us about and with everything that I tell you I want you to think about yourself and reflect in your own heart Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began his recitation, the, began his revelation the first time, the first ayat which were revealed 1449 years ago 
where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to his Nabi, A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem, bismillahir rahmanir rahim, iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaqa, khalaqa linsana min alaqa, iqra wa rabbuka al-akram, alladhi allama bilqalam, allama linsana ma lam ya'lam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to his Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam in these first five ayat of Suratul Alaq the ayat which we have turned into a rasam we have turned this ayat into a, a rasam into a tradition into a little ritual that we call Bismillah and when our child is four years four months and four days old yeah, imagine how bidat coming to the deen. Whoever invented all this 444 stuff, I don't know. Then they, then we make a little ceremony or a big ceremony depending on how many people we want to invite and so on. And today some of these can be very elaborate. And we call the Maulana and the child is, may, you may new, make new clothes for him, a new sherwani and whatnot, and he sits and we make two big laddus Bismillah ke laddu yeah? familiar no? everyone went through that and the little child will sit with, the, with his hand on the two laddus so he is sure of his gains from the Quran straight away kuchne mela do milte and after that he the Maulana will prompt him and this child will repeat these five ayat of the Quran and once that party is over, then the Maulana is given his fees and he is sent away and then you can start your song and dance which is also part of the Bismillah programs. Hmm? You are all laughing. But you know I am speaking the truth. Yes or no? How do you know? Why did you, why did you go to those parties? Huh? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ta'awanu ala al-birri wa taqwa وَلَا تَعَوَنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said help one another in piety and in taqwa in consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not help one another the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لَا تَعَوَنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ do not help one another in sin and in rebelliousness so if somebody is making a mockery of your faith if somebody is making a joke out of your religion where they have a party called a Bismillah and they, have, and they do all this tamasha and then they call uh, a ghazal singer and they have a ghazal session after that and so on and so forth and you know and I know all that goes on then if you are there in that party it means one of two things it means that you are such a fakir that you have no food in your house so you have to go there to eat or it means that you have no clue about what to do with your religion and you are aiding and abetting somebody in doing something which is a bid'ah which is something which is against this deen that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks this question أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ عَمَّ قُلُوبٍ أَخْفَالُهَا when you go to such parties you are demonstrating that your heart is locked up so I suggest to you that you take a lesson from this so Allah asks this question Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said اِقْرَى بِسْمِ رَبِّكَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ read in the name of your Rabb who created everything and what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created so many things all around us which we see every day 
You look in the mirror in the morning, every day you see something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created. All around us are the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla big and small. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created all these creatures as signs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna fi khalqi samawati wal ardi waqtila fil layli wal nahari la ayatil li ulil albab. Allah said, Verily in the creation of the heavens and the earth and in the alternation of the day and the night, there are signs for people of intelligence. Now brothers and sisters, I ask you, what is a sign? A sign is a signal. A sign is a signal. A sign leads to or informs you about something. There is a sign saying no entry. It means that if you enter that street, then you are likely to get a ticket. There is a sign which says, turn here. A sign which says, do this, don't do that. When you are driving your car, there is a sign which says, which goes when it goes red, what must you do? Stop. And when the sign is green, what must you do? You go. And when the sign is orange, what must you do? Go faster. <laughs> before you beat the red light. Right? The issue is, Knowing about a sign is not sufficient. For example, if you are a signaling expert and you know, you, you know the entire science of how signaling is done, how signals are created, how they are programmed so that you, you, you know, they turn on and off automatically and so on. So, so you, are the, you are the expert on signaling. But when the light turns red, if you go through that light, the fact that you are an expert on signaling will not save you either from the jail or from death. Depending on which you meet first, an honest policeman or a car going in the opposite direction. Right? The knowledge that you have of signaling will not save you from the consequences of not paying attention to the sign. You must keep this in mind. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, look at my signs. Allah is not saying, look at my signs, study them objectively and uh, scientifically and so forth and then forget about them. No. These are signs, these are signals of what? Of the glory and majesty of Allah Jalla Jalla These are signals and signs of what? Of the fact that one day you will meet him. And that is why the Ulil Al-Bab which Allah mentioned, the intelligent people, and we ask Allah to make us among them, when they see these signs, what do they say? رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاتِلًا سُبْحَانَكَ فَخِرَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ They say, oh my Rabb, you have not created all this in vain. All of this is not an accident. All of this didn't just happen for nothing. These are signs of your greatness and glory and majesty and the signs that one day I will return to you. So my Rabb, save me from the fire. Allahumma ajirna minan nar. So ask yourself, is your heart locked up or is it open? What's the, what is the, how will you know? What are you doing with regard to the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Are you stopping at the red light? Or are you going through the red light? What are you doing? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began his kalam with the opening, the Surah Al-Fatiha. And in this beautiful Surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically mentioned in the hadith narrated by Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu where Rasulullah said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I have divided the surah, I have divided the salah, which means in this case the surah, between myself and my slave. And when my slave says, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds and answers and says, Hamdani Abdi, my slave has praised me. 
And when the and when the slave says, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, my slave recognizes the fact that I am Rahman Ar-Rahim. And when my slave says, Malik Yom Din, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, my slave remembers the fact that I am the owner of the Day of Judgment. And then the slave says, Iya kana abdu, Iya kana stain. O Allah, I worship only you and I ask help only from you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, from now, it is between me and my slave. Whatever he asks me, I will give him. This conversation is happening. And then Allah taught us to ask him for what? Ihdina salat al-mustaqim. Allah, guide us to the path of righteousness, the path of steadfastness. The path of istiqamat. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reaffirmed and emphasized and explained what is this path of steadfastness. Sirat al-lazina an'amta alayhim ghayril maqdubi alayhim waladdallin. The path of those who you blessed, Ya Allah. The path of those righteous slaves of yours who attain to levels of piety and levels of birr. The Anbiya was, was Shuhada, was Salihin. And not the path of those who incurred your anger. And not the path of those who were misguided. Now with the issue of translations, the immediate translation we make is not the path of the Jews and not the path of the Christians. Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have said Jews and Christians. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Jews, said Jews and Christians in many other places of the Quran. So in this, in this particular surah, Allah did not say Jews and Christians. He said the people who incurred your anger. Yes, they were the Jews, but they are also the Muslims. The Jews, when they incurred the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, were the Muslims of the time. And there are Muslims today who are very busy incurring the anger of Allah. And I will tell you in a minute where and how. So it's not just Jews and Christians. Anyone who incurs the anger of Allah. And anyone who is misguided. Anyone who is not heeding the guidance. is not only Christians. What is the misguidance of the Christians? The misguidance of the Christians is that they took the Nabi and raised him to a level that does not belong to a human being. They said he is son of God. Today we have sects among the Muslims who are doing similar things. So misguidance can be in any form. Now question is, test, is your heart locked up or is it open? What happens to you when you hear the Surah Al-Fatiha? Are you aware that you are taking part in a conversation? Are you aware that when you are saying something, Allah Jalla Jalaluhu is responding? And that's why Rasulullah used to recite this surah one ayah at a time. Are you aware of this? And if you are aware of this, then what does it do to you? Monitor the heart, because this is, this is the whole point. The whole point of this lecture is, let us monitor our heart and see what's happening. The surah begins with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in the name of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, the glorious and the majestic, who is Ar Rahman Ar Rahim. And then Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala said, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin, Ar Rahman Ar Rahim, 
مَالِكِ يَوْمِ الدِّينِ إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينِ إِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين إياك نعبد إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين This is the essence of it This is where we are saying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ya Allah I am yours Ya Allah listen to me because I don't belong to anybody else I am yours Whatever I may have done or not done I am yours I worship only you and I ask for help only from you. This is the reason why shirk is such a big deal in this, in this, in this uh, religion. Because you are saying, I worship only you and I, I ask help only from you. And then you turn around and you ask help from somebody else. You worship somebody else because you obey them instead of obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jalla jalla. Rasulullah said in the month of Ramadan, search for Laylatul Qadr in the last 10 nights. And in those last 10 nights, it is one of the odd nights. Rasulullah did not specify any particular night. But you have some shaykh of yours who says the Laylatul Qadr is on the 27th night. And you must come and pray two rakat of salah behind me and then you will go to Jannah. Otherwise you will not go to Jannah. So you go and pray two rakat of salah behind him. You just sold your iman. You just sold your iman because you invented a new ibadah which Rasulullah did not give you. This is kufr. This is kufr. I didn't make the rules. Don't feel bad about me. I'm, just, I'm explaining the rules to you. You don't know them. So learn. If your sheikh says he, the Slayyadul Khadr is, is on the 27th, then your sheikh is saying that he knows more than the Prophet. If he is saying that, he is a kafir. And if you pray behind him, you are a kafir. And I don't care how many generations of your great grandparents did it, whoever did it left Islam. No matter how big his beard was, no matter how many turbans he wore, he left Islam because this is not Islam. Inventing in the deen is not Islam. You just said, Allah, I worship only you. I ask help only from you. And you lied. You lied on the musalla standing before Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. I'm just making you aware of the import of your actions. Is your heart locked up or is it open? My brothers and sisters, wake up before you are woken up. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this. He began his kalam with his relationship with us. And Allah reminded us about his relationship. In so many surahs, I've deliberately picked the ones that we hear all the time so that you can become aware of what you are hearing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Li'ila fi Quraysh, ila fihim rihlata shita'i wassayf. فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ الَّذِي أَطْعَمَهُمْ مِنْ جُوعٍ وَآمَنَهُمْ مِنْ خَوْفٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded the Quraysh, I'm not translating the whole surah because it will take too long, just the key points. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded the Quraysh of their journeys to the north and the south. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the, in the winter and the summer, 
the trading caravans. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, worship the Lord and worship the Rabb of this house. Who gives you food when you are hungry. And who gives you safety when you are in fear. How many of us are, are there who can say that I am never hungry? How many of us are there who can say that I am free from all fear? Allah is reminding us of, his, of, the, of the relationship. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala invited us to reinforce this relationship, to reiterate the relationship. And how did Allah do that? Allah did that in the way the king of kings does it. Allah did it in the way of his shan and his glory and his majesty. The way of Rabbul Arshil Kareem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I will come down to you. And I will ask you, what do you want? Ask me and I will give you. And he specified a time and he said, this is the last third of the night. Which night? Every night. Every night. The whole year round. Last third of the night. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the first heaven in a manner that pleases him and is in keeping with his majesty and grace. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala announces and says, tell me what you want and I will give you. Who is there who needs anything from me? Let him ask and I will give you. Who is there who needs my protection? Let him ask and I will give you. Who is there who has any need? And let him ask and I will give you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told his prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam to inform us about this. Allah said, ya Waking up in the night is difficult, we know that, very tough. But that is the best thing for you to learn to, for your discipline and to understand the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla. And for those who do that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them bashara. And Allah said, Tatajafa junubuhum anil madajir yadruna rabbahum khawfan wa tam'a wa mimma radakunahum yunfiqun fala ta'alamu nafsum ma ukhfiya lahum min qurrati ayun jazaham bima kanu ya'malun Allah said, these are the ones who wake up from their sides in the middle of the night and they stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu bainal khawfi wa tam'a between hope and fear they hope for the mercy of Allah and the grace of Allah and they fear the anger of Allah bainal khawfi wa tam'a they stand there bainal khawfi wa tam'a this is the position of the Muslim and what do they do? Allah said they worship Allah and they spend from what we have given them Mimma razaknahum yunfiqoon Please understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never once in the Quran did Allah say spend from what you have earned Not once Every time Allah said uh, spend from what we have given you Get this out of your mind that you are earning anything, you are earning nothing Your effort is worth nothing, your knowledge is worth nothing, it is your Rabb who gives you so Allah said, I have given you, so spend from that in my path. Allah, and Allah said, when they do that, what does Allah say? What is the reward for that? 
And this is the great mercy and majesty of Allah. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had revealed the reward, then we would know what the reward was. Allah kept the reward hidden. Allah said, if they knew what I have for them, if they knew what I have kept hidden for them, it will be the coolness of their eyes. They will be delighted. Because of what they used to do. And what has Allah kept? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. Allah has kept this as a secret, as a great, wonderful surprise for us. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us this. Because when Allah gives, Allah will give according to His majesty and grace. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not give for us in terms of what we need and what we have. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His kalam told us to search for ourselves. Allah said, I have mentioned you in my kitab. Now go look for yourself in the kitab, where are you? Allah said, لَقَدْ أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكُمْ كِتَابًا فِيهِ ذِكْرُكُمْ أَفَلَا تَعْقِلُونَ Allah said, Verily, I have sent upon you and revealed upon you a book. In Surah Al-Anbiya, Allah said, I have sent on you a book in which you are mentioned. If you can understand. This mention is in, understood in two ways. One is a mention of honor because Allah has mentioned us in his book. But when you look at also the other meaning of mention which is Allah has mentioned people. Obviously this, this ayah does not mean that Allah mentioned you by, you by name or mentioned me by name. But Allah mentioned people with certain qualities. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned what will happen to those people with those qualities. So when we go search for ourselves in the Quran, we go and look for these people, these, these qualities that Allah described. And you look at the qualities and you say, well people of these qualities are reaching this place. Now do I want to do, do I want to be with them? If these are the qualities, do I want to go to that destination? And if the answer is yes, Alhamdulillah, good qualities, good destination, Alhamdulillah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to preserve us and take us there. But if you find that these qualities are are negative or they're nasty and the destination is nasty then we say no 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 I don't want to be in, I don't want to be with these people if these qualities are within me then I must get rid of these qualities so what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned a group of people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said these people they say they have iman in Allah and they say they have iman in the day of judgment please notice my brothers and sisters Allah is not saying they deny Allah Allah is not saying they deny Allah. Allah is not saying they are kuffar. Allah is not saying they are mushrikeen. Allah is not saying they are atheists. Allah is not saying they worship idols. None of that. Allah is saying they are say, they say we have iman in Allah. Allah is not saying that they deny the day of judgment. Allah said no, they accept the day of judgment. But Allah then gives a stamp and Allah said, but they are not mu'mineen. Ajib. If I ask you to describe for me who is a moment, you will say somebody who accepts Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, and who believes in the day of judgment. This is our definition of who is a moment. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is using the exact same definition, and Allah is saying they are not mu'minin. So what did Allah say? Allah 
Allah said, these are the people. Among the people there are those who say we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the day of judgment, but they are not Mumineen, they are not Muslims, they are liars. Why do they do that? They have a cardiac problem. They have got a problem with their hearts. In their heart is a disease. And did Allah say I will cure it? No, Allah said I will increase it. I'll make it worse. I will make it worse. And for them, there is a very bad punishment. Grievous torment for them. Because they are liars. They say we have faith in Allah, but they don't have faith in Allah. They say we believe in the day of judgment, but they don't. Why is Allah saying that? Because the claim must be substantiated with the action. The claim must be substantiated by the action. If I say I believe in Allah, then I must act like I believe in Allah. If I say I believe in the day of judgment, then my life must show that I am somebody who believes that one day I will stand before Allah. So I better straighten my life because if I live the way I am living now and I stand before Allah, then that's bad news. So if somebody says, I believe in Allah and the day of judgment, but you do not see that in his life, then that person, may Allah protect us, will be among those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called a liar. So now when you search for yourself in the Quran, and you come, on these, come upon these ayats, and you look at yourself and take, and take note of your life, and this is what Allah said, Afala al-Quran. Do they not make tadabbur on the Quran? Do they not reflect on the Quran? So you make, you make the reflection. You say, what is my life like? I'm saying I do this, but I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. And this doesn't look like I have faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It doesn't look like I believe in the day of judgment. Because I say I believe in the day of judgment, but I'm doing things which are open shirk. I'm doing things which are kufr. I'm saying kalimat which are kufr. I'm saying kalimat which are shirk. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing in this uh, haram and that haram. This does not look like I have faith. It does not look like I believe in Allah. It does not look like I believe really in the day of judgment because if I did that, how could I be doing the same things? Then what must you do? Immediately make tawbah. Immediately make tawbah. Get out of that stuff. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you life. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought this to your notice. If instead of taking notice of it, if you get angry with the one who gave you that information, then there's no bigger fool in the world than you. Because only a completely crazy person will be angry with someone who is trying to, do, to, to warn him about something which, which will cause him problems, not, not the other person. Take heed. And then you continue to search for yourself in the Quran. And you come across these ayat where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ الَّذِينَ يُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةَ وَمِمَّا رَزَقُنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ أُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ حَقَّ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Verily and truly the mu'mineen are those people. Only those people are the mu'mineen who when the word of Allah, when the name of Allah Jalla Jalal who comes before them, there is an effect on their heart. Their heart shiver with the awe and the glory and the majesty of Allah. And when the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are recited before them, their iman increases. When they see the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the universe around them their iman increases they say subhanallah what is my rab wallahi this is my rab subhanallah what did he create subhanallah subhanallah 
And then what happens as a result of these two things? They have complete and total tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu. They trust only and only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Iyaka na'abudu wa iyaka nastain. Oh my Rabb, I am yours. I will ask you, you give me. Be you give me because I am asking you. There is no other reason. There is no need for any other reason. I am yours. I am asking you, you give me. Why will you not give me? I am yours. Who do you want to give? If you don't want to give me, who do you want to give? Because I am yours, I am asking you. You want to give someone who is not yours? Why? Somebody says, what is your retirement plan? My retirement plan is called Allah. Somebody says, what will happen in this case and that case? That is with Allah. Somebody says, do you have health insurance? I don't have. Yes, I have health insurance. What is it? Which, which company? It's called Allah. And the benefit of my health insurance is I never have to pay it because you don't get sick, you don't need it. I'm not talking about myself, I'm giving you examples. And then Allah said what? Not enough to claim that you have, that your heart is shivering with the fear and glory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where are you at the time of salah? Where are you when the, when the Muslim is calling Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Hayal al-Salah, Hayal al-Falah? Where are you? That is proof of what is really happening in your heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, not enough to say it, show it. Not enough to say it, show it. If you really believe, if you are really among the mu'mineen whose hearts shiver with the fear and the glory and the awe and the majesty of Allah Jalla Jalaluhu, then show it by standing in salah when the mu'zin says, Hayya ala salah, hayya ala al-falah, find yourself in the masjid. And mimma razaqnahum yunfiqun, spend from what we have given you. Why? Because invest. That is where your rizq is. Rizq is what you get and rizq is what you give. Both are rizq. Invest, build your bank account with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Build your investment plan with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Build your share, share portfolio with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Build your property in the Jannah. What is the, what is the, what is the business that every Muslim should be in? What business? Real estate business. Right? Building palaces in Jannah. Anyone ask you what, what business are you in? You say I'm, a, I'm in the real estate business. Which country? Jannah. What do you build? Palaces. Seriously, very easy, very easy. You know how it's easy? Rasulullah said, if a brother or somebody gets angry at you, you don't respond, you do not, re you do not retaliate, he said, I will guarantee a palace for you in the Jannah. So if your brother is cursing you, tell him, okay, go ahead, please go ahead, some more. I got one palace, I want more. Yeah. Very easy. Real estate business. Establish, <coughs> establish the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then what did Allah say? Allah is giving a certificate. Truly, these are the people who are the true believers, they are the true mu'mineen. My brothers and sisters, ask yourself only one question. Ask yourself only one question. Do you want this certificate from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu on the day of judgment to say that he, this Hamza is a true mu'min, that that Musa is a true mu'min. Do you want this certificate? What is that certificate worth to you? You have to ask, don't ask me, don't tell me. You ask yourself this question. What is that certificate 
worth to you. That Abu Bakr is a true mu'min. Allah is saying this, not somebody else. Ulaika humul mu'minuna haqqa. That Nishit is a true mu'min. That other Hamza is a true mu'min. That Wasim is a true mu'min. What is it worth to you? Is it worth resisting whatever stuff is happening in your life? Is it worth resisting looking at something you should not look at? Is it worth resisting going somewhere where you should not going to where you should not be going? Is it worth resisting not being a member of some haram club or the other? Is this worth to you? Is it worth to you or not? Believe me, it's not enough to talk. You have to show this to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, not to me. Ulaika humul mu'minun haqqa. And then what did Allah say? Allah did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, well, if you are a mu'min in haqq, you are going to still starve in this world and in the, in, 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 in the hereafter, I'll give you, give you jannah. Did Allah say that? No. Ulaika humul mu'minun haqqa lahum darajatun in darabbihim wa maghfiratun wa rizqun kareem. Allah said, for these people, Allah has given stations of honor. Darajat with their rab. Wa maghfira and, 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 and forgiveness. And rizqun kareem. They will get beautiful rizq with honor. Beautiful rizq with honor. You will not get rizq by working day and night. Slogging from day and night. No, you will get rizq and kareem. Allah will give rizq with izza, with honor. Easy. Allah will make your provision easy for you. And rizq and kareem also means rizq in jannah. My brothers and sisters, search for yourself in the Quran. Look in your heart. Is your heart locked up or is it open? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the importance of shukr. This is the Quran knocking at the door of your house. At the door of your heart. This is the Quran knocking at the door of your heart. Is your, are you ready to open the door of your heart or not? Ask yourself this question. Yes or no? Hello? Yes. Only Allah knows what's in your heart. You have to tell me if I ask you a question. I don't I can't look into your hearts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, make shukr. Allah began with the issue of shukr. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise and all thanks is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Rabb of the Alameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then reminded us about his ni'mat so we can make shukr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ar-Rahmanu allama al-Quran. Allah mentioned his own name, Ar-Rahman. And he introduced himself as the teacher of the Quran. Allama al-Quran. Ar-Rahmanu allama al-Quran. Khalaqa l-insan allamahu al-bayan. Ash-shamsu wal-qamaru bi-husban. وَالنَّجْمُ وَالشَّجَرُ يَسْجُدَانِ وَالسَّمَاءَ رَفَعَهَا وَوَضَعَ الْمِيزَانِ أَلَّا تَطْغَوْا فِي الْمِيزَانِ وَأَقِيمُوا الْوَزْنَ بِالْقِسْطِ وَلَا تُخْسِرُوا الْمِيزَانِ وَالْأَرْضَ وَضَعَهَا لِلَّنَامِ 
فيها فاكهة والنخل ذات الأكمام والحب ذو العصف والريهان فبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان Allah is talking about his kalam, Allah is talking about the ability to speak, Allah is talking about the ability to express thoughts, Allah is talking about the ability to reach the hearts of people, Allah is talking about the, the mizan which is the, the scales which refers to the law of life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. What would life be if we had no law? What would life be if it was a free for all? Anyone who has power can grab what he wants. People still do that even though there is a law, they break the law. But at least there is a law and you can say that you can invoke the law in this world also inshallah. But definitely in the next world Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has that law. That's why I say today that we live in a life. We live in a world where if Akhira was not the fact, if Akhira was not the truth, they would have to invent that as a philosophy. Because there is so much oppression in this life. Allah is talking about the law. And then Allah is asking this question. How many of my blessings will you deny? Rasulullah one day recited this entire surah for the Sahaba. Imagine, put yourself in that gathering and think who is sitting with you, who is on your right, who is on your left, who is reciting the surah. What can be a more beautiful recitation than the recitation in the voice of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? My brothers and sisters, the Quran is the spoken word. The Quran is the spoken word. It was only later on written down to preserve it, but the Quran came as the spoken word. It, people heard it and it entered the hearts. They didn't read it and it didn't enter the hearts. They heard it and it entered the hearts. The spoken word. Nabi Sallallahu recited the kalam. He recited the whole of Surah Al-Rahman. Surah Al-Rahman with Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the Sahaba listened. And when they finished, Rasulullah said, Are you not going to say anything? The Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, what shall we say? What can we say? What is better than this ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That Allah granted us that we should listen to his kalam in your beautiful voice. Listening to the kalam in the voice of the one who received that kalam. Listening to the kalam in the voice of the one to whom that kalam was sent. Every time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Kul this, kul that, who is he talking to? He's talking to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When we say kul, we say, this is what Allah said to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is reciting, Kul hu Allahu ahad. Who is it? Me? Allah is saying? Allah said to me, I should say Allahu ahad. When Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked them, he said, You're not going to say anything? The Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, what is there to say? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, I recited this whole surah to a group of jinn. And he said, every time I said, Fabi ayyi ala irabbikuma tukadziban. They responded and they said, La bishayim min ni'mati rabbina nukadzibu. La bishayim min ni'mati rabbina nukadzibu. They said, Oh Allah, we do not deny any of your blessings. 
Every time he said, I said, They responded and they said, Oh Allah, we do not deny any of your benefit, any of your ni'mat, any of your blessings. My brothers and sisters, unlock your heart. The Quran is not a dead bunch of code to be repeated. The Quran is a living speech of a living God. The Quran is not a created thing. It is the sifat of Allah, it is the kalam of Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. The Quran demands a response. Allah asks questions. Allah said, Fa'ayna tazhaboon. Where are you going? What is the answer? What is the answer? Ya ayyuhal insanu, ma gharraka bi rabbikal kareem. Oh insan, oh human beings, what is it that deceived you about your Rabb who is Al-Kareem? What is the answer? The Quran demands an answer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this. My brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned his, his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعْسَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ وَإِنْ كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلُ لَفِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Verily and truly, we have sent on the mu'mineen. We have sent on the believers and may Allah make us among them. We have sent a ni'mat on our believers. We have sent a blessing on our believers. And what is that blessing? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That we sent ba'asa fihim rasulam min anfusihim. That we have created and sent a rasul, a messenger, our messenger. To them from among themselves. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not alien. From amongst themselves. To do what? Yatlu alayhim ayatihi wa yuzakkihim wa yuallimuhum wal kitaba wal hikmah. To, to do the tilawat of the kalam, to inform the people of the ayat which were revealed, <coughs> to purify them, to purify them, to receive this revelation, then teach them the meaning of that revelation, and teach them how to implement that revelation, what is the wisdom in that revelation. Inshallah, this Juma and next Juma, I intend to talk about this in detail. Because we need to address this fitna of those people, the Qur'aniyin, the people who call, them Ahlul, call themselves Ahlul Qur'an, and then they proceed to deny the Qur'an. I don't know what kind of logic that is. So we need to address that. Inshallah, we'll do that this Jummah and next Jummah. So I'm going to elaborate on this ayah. But just now, it is sufficient for you to think about this and say, Allah mentioned the Prophet ﷺ as his ni'mah. Do you and I experience the Prophet as the Nema or not? It is once again not sufficient to say yes. Of course you will say yes. If you experience it, him as a Nema, and if you are true and if you are not lying, then that Ni'mat must be expressed, must be visible in you. If you are sitting in this room and this room is completely dark, and if I tell you we have been blessed with electricity in this room, 
Then you will tell me where is it. And I tell you, no, I can show you. We've got complete wiring, we've got all these light bulbs, we've got the spots and this and that. But you will tell me, but you are in darkness. You have all the wiring, you got all the bulbs, but you are sitting in darkness. So how do you say you've been blessed with electricity? Where is the sign of this blessing? Yes or no? So I ask you, where is the sign of Muhammad Sallallahu in your lives? If you have been blessed with the Prophet وسلم, where is the sign of Muhammad in your lives? Sallallahu Can I see the sign of Muhammad وسلم, looking at your face? Can I see the sign of Muhammad وسلم, looking at your businesses? Can I see the sign of Muhammad وسلم, looking at you at the way you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Can I see the sign of Muhammad وسلم, in the way you treat your wives and your husbands? Can I see the signs of Muhammad وسلم, in the way your children are brought up? Where can I see the sign of Muhammad in your life because you claim that he is a blessing for you as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed. You claim you have electricity in your house. How come you are sitting in darkness? Do they not reflect on the Quran? Or is it that their hearts are locked up? My brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala quoted his Nabi Muhammad sallallahu as the best example to follow. His entire life. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا فَهُمْ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرَةِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا For the one who believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the last day of judgment, and who wants and wishes and desires to meet his Rabb and who remembers his Rabb a great deal for him the life of Muhammad is the best example is that visible in our lives Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُرُ الرَّحِيمُ I ask you this question, when you go before Allah, do you want to go there with all your sins forgiven or not? Yes what? Yes not forgiven. Yes forgiven. You sure? Then the solution is very simple. Make the ittiba of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Make the ittiba of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. What is ittiba? Follow him in what? Everything. Everything. Ittiba is not itaat. Itaat is obedience. Ittiba is love. Obedience we have to do anyway. If you disobey the Prophet, you are exit, of, exit from Islam. But ittiba is an expression of love. Ittiba is to imitate, is to emulate. To do everything the way Rasulullah used to do it. Abdullah ibn Umar anhu, the man about whom Sayyidah Aisha Siddiqa said, if there is one Sahabi who completely and totally follows and tries to follow every Sunnah of Rasulullah, it is Abdullah ibn Umar. He said, no one follows the Sunnah as closely as Abdullah ibn Umar. Abdullah ibn Umar anhu, is going on his camel down the road. And one particular place he bends down like this. And then he straightens up. And people are watching, they said, what happened? Why did you bend down and straighten up? He said, because when Rasulullah was alive, 
He came down this road once and there used to be a tree here and there was a branch across the road and the camel of Nabi Sallallahu when it went under, Nabi Sallallahu bent down so that the branch did not touch his head. But today there is no tree. Today there is no branch. You're crazy or what? Yes, I'm crazy about Muhammad So even when there is no tree, I will still bend because Muhammad bent. Why he bent, I don't care. He bent, so I bend. He goes to a place, he makes his camel turn around twice and then sits down, he gets off and he prays two rakat of Nafil Salah. People say, what is this? He said, one day Rasulullah came here and his camel made two turns and sat down and he got off and he prayed two rakat of Salah. So I am doing what he did. Why did his camel take two, two circles and sit down? Who knows what camels do? The Sahaba loved the Prophet They loved him so much that they didn't even use their head with regard to following him. They did whatever he did. They did anything they did. Rasulullah said when Musa was taken across the sea, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala parted the waters for him and his people and they went across and the people of Firaun when they were drowned there was one man who was saved. Of the people of Firaun only one survived. And this one man was a man who used to make fun of Musa alayhi salam. He used to do, he was a mimic. So he used to make fun of Musa alayhi salam, he used to mock Musa alayhi salam. And people would have a big laugh. And this man was saved. Musa alayhi salam said, Ya Allah, why did you save him? You should have killed him first. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Musa, I like, I like him because he used to imitate you. Huh? Even though his intention of imitation was not pure. His intention was to make a mockery of the Prophet. But Allah loves his messengers, Allah loves his prophets. So Allah said, Musa, doesn't matter what, whatever reason he did that. But I like him because he tried to pretend to be like you. Now what if you imitate Muhammad because you love him? Wallahi. But we... Spend the first time, first action, we imagine, imagine what a tragedy our lives are. Uh, wallahi. The first action you do in the morning when you wake up is to take off the sign of Muhammad from your face. Inna lillahi wa inna Imagine the sabr of Allah Jalla Jalal. You just took off the sign of his Habib from your face. He granted you that religion. He granted you, you didn't ask for it. How many people here asked to become Muslim? I can think, I can see two here. Other than that, three. You got it for free. And the first thing you do is you take off the sign of Muhammad from your face. Imagine the summer of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He gave this beautiful deen to you for nothing. He gave it to you for free. He didn't charge you for it. And the first thing you do is you take off the sign of his, of his beloved Muhammad from your face. Still, he doesn't drop you dead. He doesn't give you sickness. You don't get paralyzed. Your hand doesn't stop because you lifted it for the, for the wrong reason. Allah does not stop your food. Allah does not do it. He gives you time. He gives you time for make. Okay, make tawbah. Make tawbah. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe day after. Maybe day after. But a day will come. Wallahi, a day will come. Bismillah ta'ala, that day will come. When you will grow, go into your khabar. 
and the and the, and, the, and the munkir nakir the angels will come and they will ask you man rabbu who is your rabb and they will ask you mayadin what is your religion and they will ask you what do you say about this man and they will show you muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam's face and you will say you will try to say i he was my my rasul and i tried to follow him and they will say you are a liar your face is telling the fact that you are a liar your face shows that you are a liar you want this you want this stop doing this to shave your beard is haram it is haram because to deliberately take off the the sign of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam from your face is haram don't do it my brothers and sisters allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this beautiful religion he said make ittiba and i will give you jannah and what did allah say yaghfir lakum dhunubakum wallahu ghafurur rahim yuhibbukumullah the ones who make your ittiba ya rasul tell them that allah will love them tell me what is the love of allah worth to you ya musa if it is announced and it will be announced because the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that when allah loves somebody he calls jibril alaihi salam and announces by name i love musa and jibril is ordered jibril you also love musa and jibril alaihi salam announces to the all the inhabitants of the heavens allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu loves musa so you also love musa and the love of musa and the and, and acceptance for musa is established in the hearts of the people of this world so i love musa because my rab loves musa what is this worth to you is it worth anything do you want this announcement to be made with your name allah loves arshad jibril you also love arshad is it worth anything to you then you have to work for it you have to work for it it won't happen by magic but it will happen if you work for it allah will put barakah in your work do a little bit and allah gives you much more now brothers and sisters allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu told us that the sign of shukr the sign that you are grateful for the ni'mat of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to make sure that you do not use this nemat for any disobedience of allah are you grateful to the, for the fact that allah gave you wealth yes or no then never use it for anything that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited not one cent not if they kill you you must not spend one cent for anything that allah dis- dislikes allah does not or allah did not approve of do you like your health do you, fa- do you like the fact that you are healthy Yes or no? Alhamdulillah. So no don't use your health and strength to do anything that is a disobedience of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu. Do you like the fact that you are intelligent that your mind has not got alzheimers that you haven't got dementia? Do you like this fact or not? If you like the fact that don't use your brain and intelligence to think and and plot and plan things which are against the orders of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and which displease Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. I will not make a list of more things I will leave you to make make a list of all the ni'mat and all the blessings that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu has given you. 
My brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made certain things halal and He made certain things haram. And among the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made haram, the one that He made the most haram of all the haram is what? Is interest. Is interest. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not declare war on anything except interest. Allah did not even declare war on the one committing shirk. It is haram, it is wrong, you should not commit shirk, but Allah did not declare war on the mushrikeen. Allah did not declare war on the one who denies Allah. But Allah declared war on the one who commits, who, who deals in interest. So is your heart open or is your heart locked up? Because if your heart is open, then you tell me, how is it that you know the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, if you do not, taf'al, if you don't do this, which means if you don't return the interest amount, then we don't get out of interest. Allah said, then beware. And take a declaration of war from Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa if your heart is not locked up, how come you listen to this ayah and you are still in interest? Are you accepting this declaration of war from Allah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what did He say about you? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allahu alihu alladheena amanu yukhrijuhum minas zulumati ilan nur Allah said, I am the wali of the believers. Allah said, I am the wali of the believers. Allahu alihu alladheena amanu and what does Allah do? What is the sign of the wilayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What is the sign of the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is your wali? Yukhrujuhum mina zulumati ilan nur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes you out from misguidance into guidance. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I am your wali, what does it mean? It means that you, all of you insha'Allah, are the awliya of Allah. Because Allah is your wali. Allah said this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in another place said, Allah inna awliya Allah ila khawfun alayhim walahum yahzanun Allah zina amanu wa kanu yattakun Allah gave the condition. Who is the wali of Allah? Allah said, verily the awliya of Allah, the people who are the closest slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who Allah loves. For them there is no fear and for them there is no no hosun, there is no sadness. Their future is secured, their past is secured. And who are they? Alladina amanu wa kanu yattakun. These are the people who have iman and taqwa. Allah in His mercy did not say how much iman, how much taqwa, strength of iman, strength of taqwa. No, Allah is merciful. Iman and taqwa. Little bit of iman, little bit of taqwa. Inshallah, you are a wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu. Now you, Mr. Wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu. You decide and your financial analyst tells you, you know what, you got all this money sitting around, why don't you put it here and we'll, we'll, we'll do this and we do some, we uh, take this money and we leverage it and so on and so forth and I'll, out of this money we give you this much of loan and we give you a, an easy interest of 8% and that one so on so on blah blah blah, he builds this new big financial palace for you and you fall into that. Now think about this, you know what you just did? Here was a list of awliya Allah. This was a list of Awliya Allah. And in this list of Awliya Allah was your name. When you entered in, into this transaction, you yourself, 
No one did it for you. You yourself. You took a rubber and you erased and you rubbed off your name from the list of awliya Allah and you put your name in the list of Ada Allah. Adu Allah. The enemies of Allah. You wrote your name in the list of enemies of Allah. Why am I saying enemies of Allah? Because Allah declared war on you. You accepted the war declaration. So what does it make if you are in a war? Who are, what are the two sides called? Enemies. So what does, what does one enemy try to do to the other enemy? Destroy him. Yes. He doesn't ignore him. He says, you are my enemy. Okay, I won't look at No. I will kill you. I will destroy you. Does Allah have to try to destroy you? You want to fight, pick someone your size, man. Seriously. You want to fight, pick someone your size. You can't find anyone to fight other than Allah and His Nabi Sallallahu On the day of judgment, subhanAllah, think about on the on the Yawmul Akhirah, what do we want? We want the shafat of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You want Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to intercede for you. You want Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to make sifarish for you. You want Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to forgive you. You want to make war with them? Do they not reflect on the Quran or are their hearts locked up? My brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then reminded us about the day of judgment. And I'm coming to a close now. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to, to remember the day of judgment. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِذَا ذُلْذِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ زِلْزَالَهَا وَخُرَجَتِ الْأَرْضُ وَثْقَالَهَا وَقَالَ الْإِنسَانُ مَا لَهَا يَوْمَئِذٍ تُحَدِّسُ أَخْبَارَهَا بِأَنَّ رَبَّكَ أُوْحَالَهَا يَوْمَئِذٍ يَصْدُرُ النَّاسُ وَاشْتَاتًا لِيُرَوْا أَعْمَالَهُمْ فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًّا يَرَهُ The surah which we recite so many times in the Quran. Allah is describing the condition of the Day of Judgment. In Surah, in, in, in Juz Amma, which half of it you heard today, half you will hear tomorrow, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Juz Amma is full of the signs of Day of Judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has divided again and again and again. This will happen, this will happen, this will happen. Be warned in advance. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala drew our attention to our lives. The way we are living them. Alhaakumu takathur. Allah says this life the way you are living it. This commercialism, this chasing money, this chasing power, this chasing your, your desire after desire, sensation to sensation, this life of yours will destroy you and will kill you and will completely make you halak. And you will not wake up hatta zurtumul maqabir until you see your grave. My brothers and sisters, the time to wake up is when? Now. And what is the meaning of waking up? The meaning of waking up is to make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are we ready to make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Yes or no? Yes. When? Now. now. Make tawbah. Make tawbah now because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Do not wait until the time of the day of judgment.
Adam alayhi salam and, and Hawa alayhi salam, our mother and father, they made a mistake and Iblis made a mistake, Shaitan made a mistake. When Adam alayhi salam and his wife Hawa alayhi salam, they became aware of the mistake, what did they do? Immediate tawbah, Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin. Oh Allah, we made a mistake. Oh Allah, we accept we made a mistake. No arguments. Remember, they are not even saying, Shaitan misguided me. No, I made a mistake. Whatever Shaitan did or did not do, end of the day, my decision was my decision. We have done zulam on ourselves. <coughs> and if you don't forgive us, we are finished. Shaitan made a mistake. Same time. What did he do? He said, Anzirni ila yom yubasun. He said, give me time. I'm not apologizing. Did he know he made a mistake? Of course. I want time. So do you want time or do you want to make tawbah now? Now, if you want time then you are following shaitan. If you want to make tawbah now, see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about those who hasten to make tawbah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ يَا إِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الظُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ How can you ever make shukur and thank your Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu who addresses you and me our, in our situation as sinners, in our situation as people who deliberately anger him, in our situation as people who know what is wrong but still we do it, who know what is right and still we don't do it. Despite that, see how he addresses us. What did he say to Muhammad sallallahu Say to them, Ya Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Ya ibadi Oh my slaves who have transgressed. Hey, hey. Allah? Allah? ตุมกุนาห์กันเหรอเมเรเฮียอิบาดีมายสเลฟเฮียแกกะอัมเบียโกนี่บ่ล่ะตุมโกบ่ล่ะฮัมโกบ่ล่ะอัจโชกนี่
कौन सा गुना है जो मेरा रब माफ नहीं करता है कौन सा गुना है जो मेरे रब की रहमत से बड़ा है बशर्त है कि तोबा की जाए प्रोवाइडेड यू मेक थोबा देर इज नो सिन दैट माई रब विल नॉट फॉगे जल्ला जला लो प्रोवाइडेड यू मेक थोबा मेक थोबा माई ब्रदर्स एंड सिस्टर्स डोंट हेजिटेट डोंट डिले मेक थोबा अलहमदुल्ला यू आर सिटिंग इन द हाउस ऑफ अल्लाह यू आर सिटिंग इन द लास्ट टू डेज ऑफ रमदान अल करीम अल्लाह सुबहान डोर्स ऑफ जन्ना आर ओपन अल्लाह सुबहान डोर्स ऑफ जहनम शट अल्लाह सुबहान प्रोमिस फॉगिवनेस दिस लास्ट अशरा इज द अशरा ऑफ फ्रीडम फ्रॉम द फायर वी आस्क अल्लाह टू फ्री यू फ्रॉम द फायर फॉर एवर इनशाला my brothers and sisters allah subhanahu wa taala then mentions the last moments of our life a day which will come on every single one of us without a doubt and allah subhanahu wa taala gives bashara to those who believed in him and who stayed on the path of istiqamat allah subhanahu wa taala said दुनिया <laughs> when the slave imagine that day will come the time of transfer the time of intiqal that day will come to every single one of us a day which used to strike fear into the hearts of anbiya alaihim assalam people who were sinless who never angered allah jalla jalalu who allah subhanahu wa taala praised in his kalam by name Allah took their names and said Abdan Shukura They used to fear that day And on that day Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala said have no fear do not fear Oh those who accepted and obeyed me who accepted me who had iman and then summa taqamu and they stayed firm on that Istiqamat is the key not just saying it sticking on it staying firm on it allah subhanahu wa taala said la khawfun alaihim wala hum yahzanun have no fear and no sadness do not be afraid allah taqafu wala tahzanu wa abshiru bil jannati allati kuntum tu'adun right now we are giving you the bashara of jannah whatever you want is there for you and allah sends the malaika allah sends the angels you will see them they are with us right now as we are sitting here they are with us throughout our lives but on that day you will actually see them 
And they will say, we were your friends in this life and we will continue with you into the next life. Don't worry about it. And Allah said, Nuzulam min ghafuri rahim. This is from the Nuzul. This is the, the welcome from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is ghafuri rahim. My brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Fala, fala ula iza balagatil hulqum. Allah described that actual scene when the breath is stuck in the throat. In the state of nada, a person can't breathe. Allah described the scene and He said, When you are in that state, Fala ula iza balagatil hulqum. Wa antum hina idin tanzurun. And you are standing there and watching. You are watching the life getting ebbing out of your loved one. Maybe that one you love so much that you will gladly give your own life for that person if, it, if, if that was possible. Not possible. Allah says you are standing there and watching and you can't do anything. Allah says at that time we are close to them but you cannot see us. Allah is giving this comforting said, We are close to them but they cannot see us. How do you thank this Rabbi? Eh? <laughs> and all this will happen if we change our attitude. And what must our attitude be? And I will close with this. Our attitude should be the attitude of the Sahaba. And what was that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayat. Lillahi ma fis samawati wa ma fil ard wa in tubdu ma fi anfusikum aw tukhfuhu yuhasibukum billah fa yaghfiru liman yasha'u wa yu'adhdhibu man yasha'u wallahu ala kulli shay'in qadeer Abu Hurairah radiallahu narrates and says that when this ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah was revealed, it was very hard on the Sahaba Ridwanullahi alayhi majma'in. And they went to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they went and fell down on their, on their, uh, on their knees before the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they said, Ya Rasulullah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered us to pray and we pray. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered us to pay zakat and we pay zakat. But in this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu is saying that he will hold us accountable even for for our desires and even for our thoughts. They said, Ya Rasulullah, we will be destroyed. How can we have control over our desires and thoughts? We have control over our speech. We have control over our actions. But our desires and hearts are not in our control. But if Allah holds us accountable and Allah said, If this happens, what will happen to us? My brothers and sisters, I ask you, is that a reasonable statement or not? Yes or no? You say yes, but Muhammad did not say yes. Rasulullah's blessed face became red with anger. And he said to the people, he said to the Sahaba, he said, Are you going to be like those who, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave an order, they said, Samana wa asaina, we hear but we will not do it. We hear but we will not obey. He said, Kul, Samana wa atana, ghufrana karabbana wa ilaykal masir. Say, O oh our Rabb, we hear and we obey. And O oh our Rabb, forgive us our sins and to you is our return 
Now see the wages of obedience. See the reward of obedience. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took these words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which were immediately repeated by the Sahaba. This was the, this was the quality of the Sahaba Nabi, uh, When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said this, they didn't turn around and said, no, 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 Ya Rasulullah, we didn't mean that. We actually meant something else. I'm sorry, you misunderstood us. No. No. Rasulullah The Sahaba in one voice they said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala liked this so much that Allah Jalla Jalaluhu Amma Nawaluhu took these words of the office Muhammad of his Habib Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the words which were repeated by the by the Sahaba of Rasulullah Allah took, took these words and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala returned them as his kalam to be recited until the day of judgment. Allah did not even change a word in that. And Jibreel salam was sent down and he came with the last two ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah about these ayat Rasulullah said if somebody recites them in the morning they will be sufficient for him for the day and if someone recites them before he goes to bed there will be sufficient protection for him from the, for, the, for the whole night. The ayat with so many fadail. Jibreel came down and he said, Amana Rasulu Bima Unzila ilayhi mir Rabbihi wal Mu'minun Kulluna amana billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulih La nufarriqu bayna ahadim mir rusulih Wa qalu Samana wa ta'ana Ufranaka rabbana wa ilayka al-masir and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comforted the Sahaba. La yukallifu Allahu nafsan illa usaha laha ma kasabat wa alayha maktasabat. And then Allah taught them how to make dua. What is the value of a dua which is taught by the one who is to accept it? Allah taught them, He gave them the words of the dua. رَبَّنَا لَا تُوَاقِذْنَا إِنَّ سِيْنَا أَوْ وَخْطَانَا رَبَّنَا وَلَا تَحْمِلْ عَلَيْنَا إِسْرًا كَمَا حَمَلْتَهُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِنَا رَبَّنَا وَلَا تُحَمِّلْنَا مَا لَا طَاقَةَ لَنَا بِهِ وَأَفْوَعَنَّا وَاغْفِرْ لَنَا وَارْحَمْنَا وَأَفْوَعَنَّا وَاغْفِرْ لَنَا وَارْحَمْنَا وَافْعَنَّا وَاغْفِرْ لَنَا وَارْحَمْنَا أَنْتَ مَوْلَانَا فَانْصُرْنَا عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ آمين يا رب العالمين my brothers and sisters, I ask Allah Jalla Jalaluhu to be pleased with you. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept your tawbah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to completely change, you, change your lives so that they become 100% obedient to Him. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make the life of every single one of you a beacon of guidance for anyone who comes into contact with you in any way. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you the standard bearers of Islam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you the people who will guide and lead hundreds of thousands of people into Jannatul Firdaus with Allah bi ghairi hisab. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you among those who will be resurrected with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and who will be given the, the water of Kawthar by his blessed hand sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I 
ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you among those who will be granted the shade of his arsh on the day when there is no shade. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you among those who will follow Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa across the sirat into Jannatul Firdausul Ala bighayri hisab. And I make this dua for you. I make this dua for all your families. I make this dua for all of all our, your families, people who have died before you. I ask this, I make this dua for all those who are to come after you. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you, to guide you, to strengthen you, to teach you, to, to give you the words to, to be used in his dawah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to free your heart from all worries and all stress. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fill your hearts with his nur and his khudrat and his taqat so that you have fear you have fear of nothing in the world and you have concern only to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you among the muttaqeen. I ask them to, I ask Allah to make you among the, among the salihin. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant you forgiveness before your death, to give you death in a state of shahada and to grant you forgiveness after your death. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyil kareem wa ala alihi wa ashabi ajma'in bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.